Hello and welcome to Denver's monthly real estate podcast, The Denver Homes Market Report. Brought to you by Ricky Schoonover of 8Z Real Estate and of course my website, denverhomesmarket.com. Now I'm glad you've tuned in today. I do hope you listened last month to episode 8. The reaction I got from so many of you was very cool. You know, I miss my mom every single day. And it was a great reminder to myself why I miss her so much. However, it was also an eye-opening experience being able to share some of her life with you and bring me back to why I do this each and every day in the first place. You know, it's no exaggeration when I tell others about that very first condo I bought using an FHA loan with just 3.5% down, yet providing me that sense of place that sense of community, and that sense of being, which I had never experienced as I was growing up, jumping from one rental to the next. So if you did not catch last month's episode, check it out. It's season four, episode eight. Really proud of that episode. And uh, you know, let's get into today. We've got quite an amazing show. There's some misconceptions out there surrounding the big class action type lawsuits around the country uh, regarding real estate. And I won't go into the specifics of the lawsuits, However, I do want to point out an intended or maybe it's unintended consequence that has the potential to really hurt home sellers. Now, I know what you're thinking. Hurt the sellers? How is not paying the commissions for the buyers hurting the seller? Ricky, you meant the buyers, right? And no, no, you know, this actually hurts the sellers. It hurts them from multiple angles. And we're going to get into that a bit later in the show. Now, before we get into that, or even before we dive into my next segment here, I do want to report back on my cousin, Ron. I had mentioned he had been in the hospital. He was on a ventilator and he was sedated. You know, that entire ordeal lasted 40 days. He, he did finally wake up. He's back to eating solid foods. He's off that ventilator. So bravo to my cousin, Ron. Uh, you know, he thought he'd been down for about 40 minutes, but it's been 40 days. So he has a long road to recover from this, but it seems he is going to full re- fully recover in due, you know, due time. So I thank all of you who hit me up on social media and the texts here asking how he's doing. He's awake. He's on his way to recovery. Great news to report. So you know, keep it going, Ron. We love you. And beyond that, let's go ahead and get into today's show, full market value. What exactly? What exactly is full market value? So you're thinking of selling your home. You call me over, we set up an initial walkthrough. Many times when I meet with a seller on that initial walkthrough, they have a list of questions they want answered. How much can you sell my home for? And that's a good one. <laughs> I always kind of laugh. And then how much are your commissions? Like those are the most two most important questions. And then do I need to disclose this broken window? You know, it's never opened and it was like that when we bought it. So I try to set up my initial walkthrough as just that. This is a time for me to meet with you, you meet with me, we can walk around your home, I may ask permission to take some pictures. There are often things I want to refer back to later. Maybe it's a newer kitchen appliances or a furnace. Maybe there's something like a crack in the ceiling that may or may not point to a larger issue. Whatever the case, this is a time to ask me all sorts of questions. You know, where are some of your last deals located? How long have you been in real estate? What kinds of things do you do for the community? You know, there are many questions about what I do that can and probably should be asked 
And if they don't get brought up by my seller, my potential seller, I will usually bring them into the conversation. But not much of that is related to the specifics of your home or, or the value of your home, at least not at this juncture. And there's a reason that I don't have a whole lot of specific questions about your home. I've never been to your home before. It would be terribly irresponsible for me to pull a bunch of comps even before I have ever visited your home firsthand. I mean, I can start out by sending you a CMA. Now, a comparative market analysis, that just shows you all the other homes in the area. Now, however, until I physically walk the property in which your home sits on, until I've looked for any signs of foundation issues, before I've looked at any all the major systems, try to determine if they're newer or older, if they've been well-maintained or not. Maybe someone in the home has smoked cigarettes over the years. You know, that nicotine smell, it can be a real house value killer. So until I actually visit your home, listen for any outside noise, like maybe a busy street nearby, or maybe it opens up to a beautiful, quiet park, or it has a view of the mountains or cityscape, there are so many factors that buyers are going to take into consideration when evaluating putting in an offer on your home or not. And who determines your home's value? Me, the realtor? No. The appraisers? No. The lender? The homeowner, yourself, the seller? No, it's not your coworkers, it's not your neighbors, it's not your relatives. There's only one party of this potential transaction who sets the value, right? It's the current buyer pool who sets the tone and the energy, and ultimately that buyer or buyers who presents the offer, which you, the seller, then accepts in both the price and the terms, then has the ability to close and follows through with closing. Boom. That is finally when we get the answer to that very first question, Ricky, how much can you sell my home for? Well, now we know. I never... And I mean never tell a client or a potential client, I can sell your home for X amount of dollars. Here is a responsible answer to that question. Mr. or Mrs. Seller, based on everything I currently see, a reasonably educated buyer is likely to pay somewhere between X and X dollars. That is the correct answer to sellers. A reasonably educated buyer is likely to pay X amount of dollars. If anyone tells you, oh, I can sell this house, no problem, for X amount of dollars, there's only two explanations. Okay, I'll give you three explanations. First one, they're lying to you. Second one, they're guessing. And that third one I'm going to throw in, maybe they're just misinformed. So you're either speaking with an, speaking with an agent who is either lying to you, guessing, or they're misinformed. And you can choose which one, it really doesn't matter because none of those are valid. Okay, so why do I say my valuations are based on what a reasonably educated buyer would pay? What if a buyer walks through your doors and they notice that your home is open to that amazing park? And guess what? That park leads to the local school where their child really wants to attend. In fact, the parents have been personally driving their child across town for this entire past semester because finding a home in that particular neighborhood 
has been a bigger challenge than they ever could have imagined. See, these same buyers, they also have an elder living with them who needs their own space. And you happen to have that extra room in the basement and there's that little kitchenette down there with a small refrigerator and a couple of cabinets. There's even a sink down there. Wow, they have been searching for six or maybe even eight months and this is their dream home. Now, this may be such a perfect fit that, you know what? This buyer or buyers, they may put aside that whole quote unquote reasonably educated thing. They are gonna do whatever it takes to get this house. They have lost out on six homes already and they are not losing this perfect dream home. So, when we were at our listing appointment phase and getting the house ready for market phase and having our photo shoot done and then launching our marketing phase and hitting the MLS, nobody knows which buyers are going to walk through those doors and just simply fall in love. So please, do not hire a realtor based off the price they tell you they can sell your house for. It is misguided at best. Okay, so full market value. Let's bring it back here. Full market value. It means you hire a realtor who knows what they're doing, who pulls out all the stops in their marketing. They spare no expense when it comes to professional real estate photography. It means they cast the widest net possible and expose your home to as many potential qualified buyers as possible. And finally, that buyer or buyers come through with an offer. Not just the price, but the overall price and terms that you can accept and then sail on through to closing. That in a nutshell is full market value. So here's a visualization for you. Think of swimming pools for a minute. Now visualize a kiddie pool. How many potential buyers can we fit into that kiddie pool? Then think of like a regular household swimming pool. You know, better for sure. And now imagine an Olympic size swimming pool. How many potential buyers could fit into a Olympic size swimming pool? Okay, now which of those pools are you risking all this time fixing up, leaving for showings, you know, all the things that go into it when you're selling your home. Which pool would you target? The kiddie pool, the household pool, or the Olympic pool? And the reason I bring this up is because there's some great conversations around real estate commissions and specifically why sellers pay the buyer's representation. I did an episode on this a couple of months back. Uh, check it out. It's actually season seven. I'm sorry, season four, episode seven. And I gave a little history on why the sellers now traditionally pay for the buyer's representation. However, in reference to that class action type lawsuit going around, one of the very misguided themes are that the sellers should be happy. Now they don't have to pay for the buyer's representation. But here's why this ruling should it withstand the years long battles of appeals and all that, here's why it actually hurts you, the seller. Think of my visualization exercise, you know, the one I mentioned above. How many buyers can afford to, you know, buy the home if the seller pays for the buyer's representation? Okay, perfect. They're all in that Olympic size pool, right? On a $600,000 home, let's just pick a number and say that is around $16,000 is going to be the commission due 
to the buyer's brokerage. So everyone in that Olympic size pool can now no longer, that can no longer afford that 16 grand. You know, that's on top of inspections. That's on top of the down payment. That's on top of the closing costs. If you are a buyer in the Olympic size pool, and now when you add that that additional $16,000 upfront to the cost of the purchase, now you can no longer afford this home. Please get out of the pool. Now, are the sellers getting full market value? Did that family, you know, the one who wanted to buy your home because it was near that school and had the open space and had room downstairs for mom with that extra room in the kitchenette, did they just get out of the pool? Sadly, yes. Now, are the sellers getting full market value for their home? No, of course not. They just kicked their strongest buyer out of the pool. So you can see, you you cannot just roll that 16 grand into the loan. It doesn't work that way. That will be money out of pocket on top of all the other expenses when you buy a home. Think about this. How much extra cash did you have laying around after you bought your first home? I can tell you, I was dead broke. (laughs) My boyfriend at the time bought me my couch, (laughs) my $500 couch. He bought it for me because I didn't have any money after I purchased my home. Now he's my husband, but you get my point. Sure, it may feel like you got full market value because your home did sell, but did you really maximize your bottom line? And the sad truth is nobody will ever really know for sure how much it just cost you by kicking your strongest buyer out of the buyer pool. And the same principles apply to discount brokerages. You know, the ones who use their cell phones to take the pictures are worse yet. They make their sellers hire the photographer. Because real estate photography is an art. It's not cheap. And if you go cheap, you are again forcing buyers out of the pool of your house. If you don't have great online photos, many buyers will just swipe on through to the next house. Bottom line, if you're not casting the widest net, even if your home sells, you may have left money on the table. Okay, and on that note, we're going to close out today's podcast. I thank you for tuning in. This is Ricky Schoonover of 8Z Real Estate. You've been listening to the Denver Homes Market Report. I hope you'll tune in next month. And one little side note here, I'm working on my YouTube channel, Denver Homes Market. Please check it out. All the episodes of the Denver Homes Market Report are there for you. And please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Thank you so much, and I'll tune into you next month.